Drinks. It's Friday, November 17th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, America's first drag queen in Congress may have to cut her tenure short. Plus, the high school bully that goes around giving unwanted dick injections. And cock clot fever. Why being healthy may kill you. All coming up today. In my book, I say that intoxication is good for children. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Getting high is good for children. I am getting high. (laughs) I can't read it. There's no no words on it. I don't know what. I can't do it. I can't read it. There's no words there. Fuck it. I can't read it. Fucking thing sucks. I am fucking high. <laughs> what does that mean? Take a look. It's in a Marijuana makes them feel happy. This is a kid's book. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Sting fucking sucks. The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Hi, Galileo 2233. I want to come while I eat your smelly, hairy, wet pussy. And I love the aftertaste of semen in my mouth. She is a fat cunt. Get it together! Yes! Tim Henson back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Uh, Have a great one for you today, but uh, we start... With a tale of tragedy in my personal life, I fucked up big time. Oh boy, am I in the doghouse with Lord Douche. This all started about a year and a half ago when I accidentally broke a small appliance. I maintain that it shouldn't be like all my fault. This is a manufacturer defect. Uh, So what I'm talking about here is a very small, a dinky, A dinky and poorly designed, might I add, vacuum cleaner. It's not our main vacuum cleaner. This one is special because it's like the bottom part that does the sucking is uh, like kind of shaped in a V. And I guess uh, that's to help get in, get in the corners. And again, it's, it's a very small unit, flimsy. Did I say flimsy? Flimsy and dinky. It's, it's not even good on, like, carpeting or rugs. What you really want to use it on is, like, hard surfaces just to, like, suck up hair and debris and, like, dog fur and stuff. The canister is very small. You can't even... It doesn't hold a lot. <laughs> I'm really trying to paint a picture of how useless this thing truly is. Anyway, the real problem is because it's such a small vacuum cleaner... The heaviest part of this dinky, dinky vacuum cleaner is the pole going up and the handle. Those two things make up the bulk of the weight, so it's top heavy, you see. And even a a light breeze from like someone walking past the vacuum uh, will cause it to get all tipsy. So a year and a half, two years ago, I think I was using it and I am... put it in its upright position because I was uh, just about done vacuuming. And as I turned around to walk away, I brushed up against it. My big fat ass barely nudged the thing and it falls over, hits the hard floor and the handle busts into a couple pieces. I don't remember it being a huge issue at the time. Like I don't remember Lord Douche getting that upset about it. We barely ever used that particular vacuum to begin with. So it was like no big loss. But Lord Douche was like, I can fix this. It just needs to be glued back on. Well, fast forward two years. The the fucking thing is still broken. 
haven't heard a peep from Lord Douche about the vacuum since then, right? It has long been forgotten up until about three days ago. All of a sudden, it became the most important project in our lives. Like, we need to get this vacuum running again. By the way, the other vacuums in our house, and we do have multiple vacuums, they're all still working. So it's not like we're down to this last vacuum and we need to get it working. But okay, you know, Lord Douche likes a project and, uh... Out of nowhere, he comes flying into my studio while I'm recording. And he's like, you got to move your car. And I said, dear God, why? By the sound of sheer panic in your voice, it must be because a small child is pinned underneath my wheel. And he said, no, I got to go buy glue to fix the vacuum you broke. It's always everything he says is very like accusatory. He could have just said to fix the vacuum, but no, he had to add the, the vacuum that you broke again. Two years ago, this happened. Do you think I remember breaking a vacuum? No. I mean, I'm sure I did, but I, I don't remember what happened yesterday. So I said, all right, I'll move the fucking car. So he goes and buys glue and he goes off and does his thing, right? He's gluing the vacuum up. Ba -ba 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 -ba, beep, bop, boop. Ultimately, he's very proud of the work he's done. He's like, all right, it just has to cure for 24 hours. And then we've got our vacuum back. <laughs> our baby. And I'm like, oh, that's, that is so great. Best news I've heard all week. What a triumph. Got our goddamn vacuum back. We haven't referenced or even thought about in over two years. Fast forward 24 hours. Lord Douche is absolutely giddy. He tells me, it's been a day. <laughs> the vacuum, the, the glue has cured. We've got our vacuum back. All is well with the world. Peace has returned to the kingdom. Alas, it was not meant to be. That's because an evil force emerged sweeping across the land. That evil force is me. And what I swept across was the goddamn vacuum again. All right. So this is why it's kind of my fault and kind of not. Yes, I did accidentally bump up against the vacuum again, knocking it over, breaking it into even more pieces. This time I really did a number on the thing subconsciously did I do it because I'm like pissed off at Lord Douche? Maybe. I'll leave that up to the psychiatrist that I now have to see, the couples therapist. This relationship is on shaky grounds right now, thanks to me. I swear to God, I did not mean to bump up against the vacuum. Dot, dot, dot. Again. But in my defense, here's why it's not entirely my fault. Lord Douche now knows that this vacuum cleaner is dinky, dinky, and flimsy, and wobbly. Why would you leave the, the vacuum cleaner at the base of the stairs? So when you walk down the stairs, you literally have to walk around the vacuum cleaner. I don't know if he left it there for me to look at and admire his handiwork, but that is not what happened. Quite frankly, his handiwork was shoddy. I think it could have used more glue. Maybe then it wouldn't have shattered when I accidentally brushed up against it. Should really try turning this around on, on Lord Douche. Yeah, this is kind of your fault, honestly. We'll see how that works out for me. Lord Douche was upstairs lying in bed because this happened at like, I don't know, 11, 12 o'clock at night. He immediately knew what happened when he heard the crash. He was like, you did not. This did not just happen. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Now I can't help it. I see the humor and what happened. 
Uh, Lord Douche did not see the humor, and he didn't like the fact that I was laughing. So it was a combination of nervous laughter and also just laughing at, you know, how funny the situation was. To Lord Douche, though, it was more like he just lost his child for a second time. He was scooping up the pieces, and there were several pieces. The first time I knocked that thing over, it was just one plastic piece that came flying off. This time... Like an entire jigsaw puzzle. Anyway, so he's like, <laughs> he's scooping up all the pieces. Uh, the large piece, the, the biggest piece that broke off was the entire handle and pole. You know, that whole long shaft that uh, goes up the length of the vacuum cleaner? That snapped off completely. Lord Douche immediately realized, wow, that's like the perfect size to shove in your asshole. So he was like chasing me around the house, threatening to anally rape me with the vacuum cleaner I just broke. It was like a Benny Hill sketch because I'm like laughing, <laughs> running around. It was uh, quite the scene to behold. And I do feel bad that I did it. But on the flip side, this wouldn't have happened if the vacuum was placed in like the closet or a corner someplace where, you know, not a high traffic area for Christ's sakes. So ultimately, you know how I've told you that sometimes Lord Douche uh, gets a bit OCD and he kind of hyper focuses on something. Uh, well, now it's this vacuum cleaner. It's all he can think about. When I finally got to bed and was allowed to be in the same bed as Lord Douche, for a while, it was uh, touch and go. There was a lot of talk of me laying down and sleeping in the dog bed last night. Um, thankfully, uh, it didn't come to that. But when I did finally lay down, I noticed Lord Douche was on it on his iPad and I glanced at it, and of course he was looking at vacuum repair shops. He's like, you are getting this vacuum fixed. And sure enough, this morning when I woke up, he's like, all right, here's what you got to do. You got to call Fairfield Vacuum Cleaner Repair, like whatever the name of the place is. And I'm like, dude, we bought this vacuum cleaner for 50 bucks four years ago. You can see it for, look at the chapter artwork. I found this goddamn thing. Maybe I'll make it the um, the featured image over there at distortedview.com. It's abyssal. <laughs> it's the Power Edge Pet Hard Floor Vacuum. If any of you guys have one of these things that you could give me, <laughs> that would be so great. I, I actually, what I would really love is if like 50 of you freaks <laughs> could send me your vacuums. I would like to present Lord Douche with an entire Power Edge family. I'd like to position them uh, in, in the foyer so like when he opens the door he's greeted to a sea of shitty vacuum cleaners. So uh, that's what's been happening in the Henson household the past 24 hours. It's been uh, quite an ordeal. You know, in my flummox state, right after I knocked it over and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, ah! you know, he's freaking out. I'm like, <laughs> the only thing I could think to say was I'll pay for more glue. And that, uh, that was the wrong thing to say. It did not help anything at all. All right. Well, we'll see what happens today when Lord Douche comes home from work. Remind me to hide the knives before the end of the show. I'm in danger, girl. All right, listen, I do have a bunch of audio I want to share with you today. First up, it's been a while since we've discussed Darman. I can't watch these videos anymore. I mean, you know I lose my mind every time we feature him. If you're new to the program, you never heard of Darman, he produces these feel-good lesson-learning videos that only the most oblivious and or evil people didn't already know this is shit you learn when you're like three or four years old. Like, 
Be nice to your parents. A typical Darman video title is like, Evil foster care mother mistreats child, lives to regret it. Rich kid makes fun of poor kid's Halloween costume. You won't believe what happens next. And it's like, yeah, I can believe it. I can guess what happens next. So as I always state, I strongly believe these videos are just produced for the lowest common denominator. Idiots watching this show know immediately who to root for, and they feel good about themselves knowing that they would never treat someone like like the people are being treated in these stupid uh, videos, right? So Darman, what is annoying me now, there's a new twist to all of this. I'll give the guy credit. He's he's very successful on YouTube. He has nearly 20 million subscribers. And I think the success has gone to his head because now in these videos, sometimes there's like meta elements to it. Even though these are scripted dramas, Darman will be referenced. Like one of the characters will be mean to a poor girl. And then the father who's consoling the poor girl is like, hey, remember that Darman video we once watched? What did we learn? Sometimes people are mean because they're dealing with their own trauma. Yeah, I remember that Darman video. He makes great content. Like, bitch, really? People are already watching your shit, right? Like, we, you don't need to promote yourself in your own videos. Also, when you think about, like, how quote-unquote wholesome his channel is, YouTube loves this shit. So he must be raking in tons of money through his partnership, right? Through revenue and ad sharing and all that crap. Still, that's not good enough for Darman. Take a look at this recoculous ad placement. It's almost five. You ready to watch Darman? Mom, I'm playing my favorite fantasy role-playing game, Honkai Star Rail. It's out on the PS5 now. And you can keep playing when the episode's done. Meanwhile, the kid keeps playing. Mom, Honkai Star Rail just released version 1.5 with dope <laughs> new characters like Argency. The classy armor and cool spear. I mean, it's just a full-on advertisement for some shitty mobile turn ps5 game with obvious in-app purchases now a typical mother would be like turn off the fucking video games i told you already but this mom's like well honey why are you playing so much i want to learn more it restores her allies health honey you've been playing this game for over a week i can explain you see i had to keep playing when you log in for seven days, you get 10 free Star Rail special passes, which you can use to pull these sick new characters. Yes. Which are only available for a limited time. Plus, if you use a special Darman code, you can redeem 50 stellar jades. I mean, this is all shit that would normally cost money, right? It's so, like, kind of scammy, you know? And it'd be like one thing if you worked in a product placement or brand partnership deal, but this is, like, shameless. It's in your face. And this commercial even uses Darman's signature line. So you see. That's something that's uttered in every video. When the character's explaining <laughs> something. So you see. So you see. I had to keep playing Honkai Star Rail because of all these lovely characters. And because of my burgeoning gambling addiction. So you see, Mom, I had to steal the credit card from your purse. It was the only way I could play to win. I'll give it to Darman, though. He um, is continuing to find new ways to piss me the fuck off with his content. So congratulations. By the way, I recently saw another feel-good piece of media that angered me. This one is reality-based. It's just like some guy at a Starbucks filming a homeless man asking for a cup of water. And the guy filming tells the homeless guy, look, I will buy whatever it is you want. You order whatever you want, buddy, which is like nice. You know, it's a, it's a nice thing to do. 
but like, do you have to film this? It's obvious that you want the, you know, the internet likes the points. That's what kind of cheapens it, right? It's like, oh, it's kind of scummy, right? But uh, then on top of it, he, yeah, he's not just satisfied with posting this online. He's then got to add a fucking soundtrack to it. My friend, what do you want? I'll pay for it. No, I just want some water. What do you want? I'll get you whatever you want. You want coffee, iced tea? I got any drink. I got you. Go get it. I got you. I'm going to buy you the cop. This is going to turn the homeless guy's life around, right? So why not add Mariah Carey's hero to the fucking video, right? That's the soundtrack to this nice moment. Get him whatever he wants. You want to eat? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the homeless guy? <laughs> and fuck you. I don't know why I fuck the homeless guy. Just because he's part of it. Oh, and the dude talks throughout the whole thing. Hey, get yourself a sandwich, too. How about this? Look, this one's got egg on it. We were all there at one point. It's all good. Really? Yeah. Let's really get that music swelling here. He wants this one right here, the Impossible Breakfast Sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, enough. Stop it. I don't care if this video was reposted by someone else and they added the music. Anyone involved needs to be ashamed of themselves. You have angered and disappointed me. You know what you all need to do. Why don't you just... Help yourself. Help yourself. Just saying. Uh, moving on, what is with religious people lately? I'm not talking about Muslims or Jews. I'm talking about Christians who seem to be very invested in this conflict. They're really using this opportunity to uh, air a lot of their grievances. Israel should make the Gaza Strip a parking lot by this time next week. I love Christian's brand of compassion. You know, when you're not dealing with a nut job, most people on both sides of the issue, people who uh, tend to support Palestine or tend to support Israel or whatever, they're all kind of very careful with what they say. A lot of times they'll be like, look, I'm Jewish, but we need to make a distinction here between Palestinians and Hamas. Hamas are the bad guys. Or like, you know, Palestinians will be like, you know, it's not, uh, you know, Israelis, it's their government that's, you know, people, are, you know, both sides realize that uh, uh, innocent folks are dying. Not Pastor Greg Locke, though. He's like, level the whole fucking place. Decimate it. <laughs> Turn the Gaza Strip into a parking lot. Should make the Gaza Strip a parking lot by this time next week. Yeah. Destroy the whole thing. And anybody that's going to support this Hamas nonsense. Okay, Hamas bad. We're all on the same page there. Uh, what's nice is... Obviously, Greg Locke is very pro-Israel. You know who else is very pro-Israel? Joe Biden. From the very beginning, he's like, oh, we stand with Israel. That's even angering members of his own party. Like far left people uh, just recently were protesting outside of the Democratic headquarters. So despite their many differences, this is one issue where Pastor Greg Locke and Biden seem to uh, see eye to eye, right? Joe Biden ought to be tried for treason. All right. Apparently not. It's like no matter what Greg Locke is talking about, he somehow has to work in that Joe Biden needs to be impeached or tried for treason. Now, I get it. I get it. I get it. He, Obama's the real president behind him anyhow. And so he's the one that ought to be tried for treason. Still going after Obama, who hasn't been president since 2017. So I, I hope Netanyahu's a leader. and He just mows the whole thing down by this time next week. 
If you think all this open border stuff is not an opportunity for a bunch of Hamas sleeper cells to come into this nation right now. Oh, we got the southern border. It really is a, a greatest hits for Greg Locke. Start killing innocent men, women, and children. <laughs> you have lost. We've gone from the conflict in the Middle East to impeach Biden, arrest Obama on treason, and members of Hamas are sneaking into the United States because of the open borders in Mexico. I'm sick of all these Christians saying we ought to have peace with Islam. Islam is a satanic death cult, and they would cut your head off before I said amen in this sermon if they had a chance to. You better hope Hamas doesn't come up through Mexico. Saying shit like that's going to make you enemy number one. What they ought to do is evacuate up there on the hill and get a great big missile and blow that wicked dome of the rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now so we can get that third temple rebuilt and usher in the coming of Jesus. That's the real reason Greg Locke is supporting Israel. He thinks this is all going to usher in the second coming of Christ. Good luck. We'll see what happens. I'm not sure what the traffic and parking situation is like in the Middle East. Maybe Greg's just being practical here, and a giant Gaza Strip-sized parking lot is exactly what those people need. Maybe that's why everyone's so angry over there. You know, road rage and such. Traffic does make people nuts. All right, uh, real quick before we get into the news today, I've got an altercation at a Burger King restaurant, uh, which is nothing unusual here on TV. There's been a lot of fast food fights featured. This one's a little bit different, though, because it's not between a customer and an employee. This fight is between a manager and the employee. She wants to work. Which is so bizarre. That's a foreign concept in the fast food industry. Most places are, are dealing with staffing shortages. It's always a coin toss whether, you know, you, you pull up to the drive-thru and anyone's going to be there, at least here in Cincinnati. What you gonna do about that? Huh? What you gonna do about that? I'm gonna call Michelle and tell her to get you the fuck out of here. Okay, I'm gonna call Michelle myself. Let's go to me. You being, you being ignorant. Bro, come on. You must be some potters. Come on. Oh, 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 my God, man. For real, like, stop playing with me on the cool. Cause you don't even supposed to be here, my nigga. I don't even want you to sound like stuff fucking. Oh my god! What you fucking talking about? Oh my god! Oh my god! I should point out that the manager is white. I'm not. What you gonna do? I'm not. No. Okay. I don't know if he normally talks like that or if he's putting on this voice when he speaks to his African American employees, which is just racist, sir. I'm not getting any hours. I feel like once you tell your boss he has a bitch ass or is a bitch ass, that's grounds for firing right there. On one hand, you gotta respect her desire to want to work. She has amazing work ethic, but, uh, you know, the, the, your boss is telling you you're not needed. Your, your shift is over. I want you to leave, and I want you to leave now. That's the whole point. What you going to do about now? Nothing. Well, you out the clock anyway. I'm not going to hurt nothing. I'm not going to clock back in. You ain't going to do shit. You ain't going to clock back in, girl. You ain't going to clock back in. That's when he begins to chase her because I think she's running to a cash register to, to clock back in. My girl here is going to get her hours. You can go home right now. Hello. I ain't going to deal with it. I can sort of see why the employees don't respect that manager. He's a little whiny. You got to be a bit more uh, authoritative. 
bitch, get your shit and leave. Yo, motherfucking ship is over. Oh, I would be a great boss at Burger King. Crew chief of the year. Hey, come get me before I slap the shit out of Rob. Like, he really trying to show out my nigga. He know the real. Like, stop fucking playing with me. Yeah, I think she's on the phone with someone to come pick her up. At this point, she accuses the manager of being a drug addict, I think. That's how a dope fiend ass manager. That was the fuck you is, a dope fiend ass manager. Nobody no dope fiend ass manager. If you do powder, what you will? I don't do nothing, man. Stop lying. What? I don't do nothing, man. That is so useless last week. I mean, come on. We all work at Burger King. Chances are every single person here does something. One thing that's not happening, though, is um, none of the employees are taking any orders. Work has really crawled to a standstill. Oh, I think her argument is like, look, if I have to be here, I'm going to get paid for it. So while I'm waiting for my ride, I'm on the clock. See, I would not stand for that either. Like, it's not my fault you don't have a car to leave. The lobby, no, man. I'm not. Wait in the lobby. You, you can wait in the lobby. No, what you gonna do? But I, I can't do nothing about it. It's at this point the uh, manager realizes that he's being filmed by a customer. I guess. Why, why are you Why are you recording this? Nah, because my phone is a public place. Sir, there's, 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 this is a public place. Oh, okay, there's there's no still or video photography in here. Dude, the fact that this is all caught on video, it's it's only helping you. Be grateful he's filming. Oh, already got it. Sir, no video, no, no, sir, no I, sir, can you, get, can you put that down? That's pretty much where the video ends. Just another Mensa meeting being conducted at the local Burger King. And with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist. To the fact of news. Right now. If you're not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, um, don't sign up. When have you ever heard me say that before? Seriously, though, you know how I'm always saying, uh, now's a great time to sign up. Well, now is not a great time to sign up. It's a bit, it's a horrible time to sign up. I'll tell you why. Because next week is uh, Thanksgiving, and then we've got Black Friday. And, uh, you know, there might be a sideshow deal uh, on Black Friday, and there might be some uh, Cyber Monday sideshow deals, and there might be some, you know, holiday deals that, you know, we, you know, we do it every year. This year will probably be the last that I'm ever going to offer sideshow memberships as low as I do during the holidays. You know, inflation, all that bullshit. It's not sustainable. You know that. I know that. Things suck. One more reason... Biden should be tried for treason. Anyway, next week, that's when you want to sign up for the Sideshow. There will never be a better time. Lock in those prices. You know what happens when you sign up. You get all those exclusive shows we do throughout the week. Next year, instead of doing two Sideshow exclusive episodes a week, uh, we're, we're upping that to three. That means there's only going to be two free episodes of DV for everyone to listen to uh, a week. And then the, the rest of the programs will be Sideshow exclusive. I'd love to have you. I, I welcome you with open arms over there on the Sideshow. Uh, SuperFreakSideshow.com, of course. Uh, in addition to signing up on, on the website, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can sign up in one of those apps and gain access in there. You'll get all the exclusive shows right alongside uh, the uh, free episodes. Uh, we'll talk more about this next week. 
If you would like to support the show now, though, and I would really appreciate it, patreon.com slash distorted view. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Uh, and one quick programming note, since we're talking about Thanksgiving, next week will be a shortened week for DV. We'll do episodes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, of course, is Thanksgiving. And I, I'm guessing maybe we'll do a best of show or something on Friday. Maybe the best of show will be posted on the weekend. I'm going to be going up to Ashtabula to visit family. I'll try to get some audio of my mom or aunt or something. I like to be able to classify all major holidays as a business expense. Just write that shit off. Yeah, If it's not a tax deduction, I'm not going to bother visiting my family, you know? They love to hear stuff like that, by the way. Got to make sure to play this part of the show for them when I'm up there. All right, listen, three very quick stories, then we'll get the hell out of here first up. We have to talk about George Santos. If you live in another country, I don't blame you if you don't recognize that name. But if I said uh, drag queen in Congress, does that ring up? Does that help you out? He's that representative who has just been caught lying over and over and over. My favorite lie uh, was not the, the drag queen thing, but the, the Jewish thing. He was going around trying to convince people he was Jewish. And then when news reports started to surface that he was not, in fact, Jewish, he said, no, no, no. Well, I the, what I said was Jewish. I'm Jewish. I'm Jew-like. In, a, in, in many ways, I'm Jewy. I knew, though, when those drag queen pictures came out, it, it, ultimately, it was not going to end well for George Santos. He lasted longer than I thought. But I think the uh, the end may be near. The scathing House Ethics Committee report on embattled Representative George Santos alleges he was a cash-strapped candidate who used campaign contributions to live a life of luxury. He's one of those kind of queens, as opposed to the type of homosexual I am, who's just comfortable slumming it. I'm a poverty fag. I grew up white trash, spending my youth in trailer parks and playing in toxic waste dumps. Just because I suck dick now doesn't mean all of a sudden I acquire taste and elegance. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, he apparently spent uh, donors' money on trips to casinos, shopping at high-end retailers, and even Botox treatments. He also spent donor money on OnlyFans payments. Santos was horny. Representative Santos was frequently in debt had an abysmal credit score and relied on an ever-growing wallet of high-interest credit cards to fund his luxury spending habits. He occasionally deposited large amounts of cash that has never been accounted for. He moved money between his various bank accounts in a highly suspicious manner and made over $240,000 in cash withdrawals for unknown purposes. That's all according to the report. Santos was rather uncooperative with the investigation. Quote, without Representative Santos's cooperation, the ISC, which is the investigative subcommittee, I think that's what that stands for, uh, was unable to verify whether such expenditures and others detailed below were incurred for bona fide campaign purposes. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time explaining that OnlyFans money. Maybe the cam whores were uh, his constituents. They were filming the blowjob scenes in his district. Santos tweeted that the report was biased in a disgusting politicized smear. He also accused the panel of having gone to extraordinary lengths to smear myself and my legal team about me not being forthcoming. My legal bills suggest otherwise, he says. Santos apparently spent money for a honeymoon in Vegas. 
The investigative subcommittee reviewed taxi and hotel charges on the campaign credit card that were incurred in Las Vegas back in 2021, during a time when Representative Santos had told his campaign staff that he was on his honeymoon and there were no corresponding campaign events on his calendar. I think the real problem here is uh, Santos was sloppy with, with this spending. He could have made it seem like like it was campaign related. Instead, he's like telling people, I'm going on my honeymoon. And there's all these credit cards, charges that line up with that, you know. Uh, the subcommittee identified a July 7th, 2022, $3,332 Airbnb expenditure. That was for a uh, holiday weekend in the Hamptons. It actually said so on the campaign's calendar. Again, probably something you don't want to have written out. He also spent uh, $2,200 at a resort in Atlantic City, you know, for the casinos. A campaign committee created by Santos transferred $200,000 to his personal bank account. Then there's a bunch of spa days, including um, Botox expenses. After one $50,000 payment from uh, the campaign committee to Santos, the funds were used to, among other things, pay down personal credit card bills and other debt, make a $4,000 purchase at Hermes, and for smaller purchases at OnlyFans and Sephora. My girl needed some foundation, makeup for bags under his eyes or something. He spent uh, about $6,000 worth of purchases at uh, Ferragamo stores, bunch of ATM withdrawals, paid his own personal rent with campaign money, $20,000. Since this report has come out, Santo says he will not be seeking re-election. I don't think he's going to make it out of this term, though. I, th I think that's going to be cut short. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, second story we have for you. This one comes from Thailand and was posted in the Bangkok Post, which means there's going to be like lots of words I'm going to have trouble with. Names, places. If there happens to be three or four syllable English words, I'll probably get tripped up on those. You're just going to have to bear with me. A 15-year-old is suffering from painful nerve damage after a senior student forcibly injected a substance into his penis at their school in Nakhon Saitamarat. Damn, bullies in Thailand know how to bully. They're operating on a whole other level over there. Typical bullying here in the U.S. is, uh, well, if you're a boy, someone will shove your head in the toilet and flush. And if you're a girl, you just you get made fun of until you develop an uh, eating disorder or something. Uh, the boy and his mom, Judamod, were accompanied by internet whistleblower, oh, Jesus, Gun Touch Pog Pie Boonwet. That is a pretty cool last name, Pong Pie Boonwet. Uh, when they went to a hospital uh, for treatment on Tuesday... The boy, nicknamed I, is a Mathayam 4. I guess that means he's in grade 10. He's a student at Nakhon Saith Hamarat. <laughs> he said that, slow and steady here. He said that on August 1st, a senior student had forced him into the school toilet cubicle. And then, instead of shoving his head in a toilet, he used a syringe to inject some sort of substance into his penis. Are we sure this was bullying and he wasn't just trying to help this boy out? Hey, notice you have a particularly small penis. Here's a little something that'll plump that thing up. Cock filler, you know. You'll thank me later. By the way, in other cock-related news, if you're not Sideshow members, you really should sign up. Yesterday on the program, uh, we played audio of uh, our boy Tamir revealing more information. We re recently learned that he was uh, living in Israel. Yesterday on the podcast, he told us everything there is to know about his penis and how unhappy he is with it. 
This is one time, you know, he's not blaming anything on uh, Emma Watson. Anyway, back to the story at hand. I said that over the next few days, his penis became swollen and painful, making it difficult for him to urinate. The boy admitted to being bullied at school, but said he didn't know his attacker and insisted the injection was against his will. Ms. Judamad said she took her son to a local hospital, but was turned away because there was no specialist there. Her son was referred to another hospital for treatment when his condition did not improve. Ms. Judaman said that she filed a complaint with police, but weeks later, they appeared to have made little headway in the case. Someone from the school had visited the boy at home and offered a gift basket along with 1,000 baht in cash as compensation. I mean, if the boy recovered, right, if his cock didn't fall off, $1,000 is something, you know? But it wasn't $1,000. It was 1,000 bots. What's 1,000 bots? In U.S. currency, $28.47. You couldn't even purchase one single featured dish during Lobster Fest at Red Lobster with that kind of money. Get the fuck out of here with your 1,000 bots. I'm not sure why I have Red Lobster on my mind. I guess because I always have Red Lobster on my mind. It's just an insult. 1,000 bots. According to Mr. Guntouch, the senior student took a video of himself committing the assault. How How is it that police weren't able to help at all? Now we can't seem to crack this case. Meanwhile, the damn kid with the syringe poking other people's penises videotaped himself doing it. Good Lord, the senior student took a video of himself committing the assault and shared it with friends at the school. This added to the boy's humiliation. A doctor at the hospital said some nerve tissue in the youth's penis had been permanently damaged and he needed complex treatment. Well, I hope he recovers swiftly. Uh, speaking of penis injuries, final story we have for you today. You know I have and always will be a huge proponent of not working out. I don't think it's good for the body. Want proof? Anyone who has ever worked out ends up dying. Look it up. It's true. And if you do work out and you haven't yet died, tick tock, tick tock. Time's not on your side, my friend. If that doesn't scare you straight, maybe this next story will. A 44-year-old man from Slovakia who has not been publicly identified. I guess because they're afraid we might know him. I know most of the people in my inner circle are Slovakians. Anyway, a 44-year-old man from Slovakia said he developed a painful lump on his penis the day after a long run. See? Uh, again, more proof. All right, the lump turned out to be a potentially fatal blood clot that could have spread to his lungs. In addition to the lump, the amateur marathon runner said he'd been getting erections randomly, but waited two days to seek medical attention. An MRI from Bori Hospital in Bratislava. Isn't that a Steely Dan song? There's going to be one person who gets that stupid joke. It's very specific and, you know, honestly, not that funny. It's Steely Dan has a song that sounds like that. Anyway, listen, uh, as I continue to derail this episode, an MRI from Bori Hospital in Bratislava show, showed that he had an 18 millimeter wide blood clot in the corpus cavernosa. You know, the tubes in the penis that fill with blood and make men erect. That explains the um, erratic boners he was receiving. They prescribed him blood thinners and painkillers, and a week later, he reported having no more pain. However, his blood clot remained. They injected him with medicine to keep the clot from growing in size, and six months later, the clot got smaller. I always thought, like, if you work out, right, if you're healthy, you, you don't get blood clots. This new story is, is suggesting that because he was a runner, he got a blood clot. Anyway, 
way, three years later, his clot was still fucking detectable. See what running does to you? Everyone just slow the fuck down. There's no need to jog, stroll, wander at a leisurely pace. That's all you need to do. You know, you're running, working up a sweat. Your cock is flipping, flopping, clotting. That's what's happening. Three years later, his clot was still detectable, but did not cause him any symptoms. A clot in the corpus, uh, corpus cavernosa is rare and has only been reported 56 times, most commonly among men under 30. Things like running, sexual activity, drug or alcohol abuse, and health issues like sickle cell anemia, characterized by a shortage of red blood cells, could cause it to occur. Even though blood clots can form from inactivity, excessive running can also lead to clots in the legs. So if you're too inactive, you get blood clots. If you're too active, you get blood clots. Life is too difficult. What the fuck are we supposed to do? You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Uh, blood clots can be caused by tissue strain and dehydration or the inactivity after training, which can cause the blood to thicken. So even after, you know, if, if you do exercise, the downtime you experience, right? Because you can't always be running 24 hours a day. That downtime could also cause blood clots. Basically, everything causes blood clots. Anything you do. Sometimes doctors will perform surgery on a clot, but painkillers and blood thinning medication have a similar result. So there you go. Kind of a downer of a news story to end the week on. Y'all are probably going to get blood clots and die. Have aneurysms or something. I don't know. Uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. We haven't got a lot of calls in recently. We got, we got to fix that. Freaks, if you've never called into the voicemail line, now is the time to do it. Would love to hear from you. Uh, again, 206-666-4463. I mean, I realize we're kind of uh, backlogged on the voicemail, but we're catching up quickly here. I'm guessing most people stopped calling the voicemail line because they're like, what's the point? <laughs> I'm not going to be heard for seven months. A valid criticism, sure. Like I said, though, we are rapidly working our way through that backlog. Uh, also, if you pledge at least $5 to our voicemail, I'm sorry, $5 to our Patreon uh, account, you'll get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. All right. We do have a patron checking in today. Maybe. Jimmy Boo. There it is. Here again. Um, I believe this guy has called in three days in a row. You know, I spent hours. It's okay. He's a new patron. He's just trying to get his money's worth. You know, I spent hours of the day rehearsing these voicemails. And then when I call you, I forget what I was going to say. It's okay. But, uh, oh, I did want to let you know uh, how I first, I first discovered you through Brad Carter. So uh, you should thank him. He plugs your show a lot. Yes, I did thank Brad Carter, as a matter of fact. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Brad and I just had lunch not too long ago. Uh, he was driving through, and um, we uh, hung out for a bit. And I'm pretty sure I, in person I thanked him for uh, all of the plugs and uh, listeners he has sent my way. Very appreciative of that. And um, special shout-out to all of the uh, Phone Loser listeners. And I mean Snowplow listeners. I um, because I started listening to you back in like June. I listened to every single free episode from 2023 back to 2020. Um, now I'm on my way up through with the side show. I got through about two months worth of side show episodes. Oh, good. Days. Well, just so you know, I played one of your calls on yesterday's side show exclusive program. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is fun. 
Um, I haven't heard from Brad in a while. I wonder what he's up to. Just, uh, it's been a month or so to, since I've talked to Brad. All right, so I'll see you next week, or I'll talk to you next week. I love when he uses my name in his phone calls and people get angry. What's your name? Tim Henson. I'm contacting my lawyer. <laughs> love that. All right. Well, hi. This is just in again. Um, I'm going to be an ass hat and call in twice. Um, so I just wanted to say I love the house your news clips you use. I remember that I bought that DVD when it came out. Um way back in, I don't know, 2003 or something. Um, yeah, love it. Um, um, yeah, that is basically it. And I hope that everybody enjoys this message when we listen to it in Christmas of 2026. Yes, it's a big joke how far behind I am on these voicemails. Well, excuse me, princess. Ready? Ready? Are Ready? Right, ready? Okay, we are rolling. All right, let's go. One, two, three. Listener was calling to say that she likes all the How's Your News music I play. So, hey, how's your news? <laughs> Would you like to sing a tune? Would you like to chase your Your dancing shows. <laughs> okay, you get the idea. How's your news? Was a uh, I don't know. Was it a TV? It was a TV show at some point, but before it was a TV show, I think they just made DVDs or movies, and it's just a bunch of uh, special people, mentally handicapped. You know, the unsavories. Uh, the unsavories uh, doing news stories, right? It's pretty much like Distorted View Daily. What up, faggot? <laughs> um, hey. Hey. <laughs> so, this guy, Stephen Dawkins, Stephen... Stephen Dawson. I, I keep wanting to say Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I always want to say Shane Dawson for some reason. No, I know that's not Stephen Dawson. Because I, I, I think it's Shane Lee, and Steve, Steve Dawson. Dawson. Steve Dawson. Oh, I love uh, pussy, and I'm uh, I'm gonna go get that Goldfinger, baby. Yeah. Ding dong, baby. I don't know. There's something about him I really despise. It's almost yeah. like to a point, you know, when you listen to something, or you <clears throat> you listen to something enough, and it starts to like severely depress you, <laughs> and it, it's completely yeah. subconscious. It's you know, you can't discern why, but, you know, he's got a learning disability. You know, he's difficulty, not a disability, a learning like, difficulty. You feel like humanity's coming to an end. I don't know. Well, I hate to do this to you, but uh, I have a Steve Dawson clip here that um, we did not get around to playing, but um, now maybe I should. <laughs> You listen to me, Kevin Baker. Yeah, he's upset with someone because um, they've been making fun of his cone-shaped head. Listen to me, Kevin Baker. <laughs> you listen to me. You don't pick on me. Do you understand? And you stop keep calling me a cone head. Just because I shaved my head and all that, I ain't got a cone to me yet, see? Yeah, you don't keep calling me that, okay? It's very and, con- conical. And it's not me. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he also makes fun of Stephen Dawson for um, exposing his genitals and sending dick pics and it's not me trying to add your wife 
and messaging her and sending pictures of, of this. It is not me doing that. You know, it is not me. Someone used a picture of me and using my identity, pretending to be me. You know, saying, saying uh, that I was trying to add your wife, which I'm not, which I didn't anyway, you know, and messaging her and sending pictures of my willy, which I never would anyway. Look, see? He grabs his cock a lot in this video. See, I wouldn't do something like this. And then he grabs his penis. See, I wouldn't send my willy. And then he grabs his dick again. So you're not proving anything here, Steven. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, baby. Ding dong. <laughs> Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the program. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review shows. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.